Brilliance Audio presents the unabridged recording of Broca's Brain by Carl Sagan, performed by Dion Graham. To Rachel and Samuel Sagan, my parents, who introduced me to the joys of understanding the world with gratitude and admiration and love. Acknowledgements For discussion on specific points, I am grateful to a number of friends, correspondents, and colleagues. I am especially grateful to Anne Drian and Stephen Soder for generous encouragement and stimulating commentary on a great many of the subjects of this book. Anne has made essential contributions to most chapters and to the title. My debt to her is very great. Introduction We live in an extraordinary age. These are times of stunning changes in social organization, economic well-being, moral and ethical precepts, philosophical and religious perspectives, and human self-knowledge, as well as in our understanding of that vast universe in which we are embedded like a grain of sand in a cosmic ocean. As long as there have been human beings, we have posed the deep and fundamental questions which evoke wonder and stir us into at least a tentative and trembling awareness. Questions on the origins of consciousness, life on our planet, the beginnings of the earth, the formation of the sun, the possibility of intelligent beings somewhere up there in the depths of the sky, as well as, the grandest inquiry of all, on the advent, nature, and ultimate destiny of the universe. For all but the last instant of human history, these issues have been the exclusive province of philosophers and poets, shamans and theologians. The diverse and mutually contradictory answers offered demonstrate that few of the proposed solutions have been correct. But today, as a result of knowledge painfully extracted from nature, through generations of careful thinking, observing, and experimenting, we are on the verge of glimpsing at least preliminary answers to many of these questions. There are a number of themes that weave through the structure of this book, appearing early, disappearing for a few chapters, and then resurfacing in a somewhat different context, including the joys and social consequences of the scientific endeavor, borderline or pop science, the not entirely different subject of religious doctrine, the exploration of the planets and the search for extraterrestrial life, and Albert Einstein, in the centenary of whose birth this book is published. Most of the chapters can be read independently, but the ideas have been presented in an order chosen with some care. As in some of my previous books, I have not hesitated to interject social, political, or historical remarks where I thought they might be appropriate. The attention given to borderline science may seem curious to some readers. Practitioners of pop science were once called paradoxers, a quaint 19th century word used to describe those who invent elaborate and undemonstrated explanations for what science has understood rather well in simpler terms. We are today awash with paradoxers. The usual practice of scientists is to ignore them, hoping they will go away. I thought it might be useful, or at least interesting, to examine the contentions and conceits of some paradoxers a little more closely, and to connect and contrast their doctrines with other belief systems, both scientific and religious. Both borderline science and many religions are motivated in part by a serious concern about the nature of the universe 
and our role in it, and for this reason merit our consideration and regard. In addition, I think it possible that many religions involve at their cores an attempt to come to grips with profound mysteries of our individual life histories, as described in the last chapter. But both in borderline science and in organized religion, there is much that is specious or dangerous. While the practitioners of such doctrines often wish there were no criticisms to which they are expected to reply, skeptical scrutiny is the means, in both science and religion, by which deep insights can be winnowed from deep nonsense. I hope my critical remarks in these pages will be recognized as constructive in intent. The well-meaning contention that all ideas have equal merit seems to me little different from the disastrous contention that no ideas have any merit. This book, then, is about the...